So everyone's worried about their finances, about saving money, ways to cut back. One way you can do it, one easy way you can do it is with your electric bill. Take control of your power. Have cost certainty by switching to solar. My friend Brent Sopel, former Chicago Blackhawk, Stanley Cup winner Brent Sopel, is going to help you move to solar. It costs nothing out of pocket. And with tax credits from both federal government and state, and that's a lot of states offering these incentives, you can save a ton of money. Take control of your power. Go solar. Go to Sopel Solar, S-O-P-E-L, solar.com. Get a consultation, which costs you nothing. If you switch to solar, nothing out of pocket. Easiest decision you can ever make. SopelSolar.com. It's Car Con Carne. Coming up on this podcast tomorrow, I'm recording this on Monday, August 8th. Tomorrow, August 9th, legendary comics artist Bill Sienkiewicz. And I mean legendary. You probably know him from his work on, I think, everyone from the Daredevil family of characters. Uh, Moon Knight, New Mutants, my all-time favorite comic book cover, Batman 400. Bill Sienkiewicz, he's been nominated for a couple Emmys. He's won an Eisner Award. He is my guest tomorrow as we get ready to see him in a signing, he's got a museum exhibit at the Dunn Museum in Libertyville, Illinois. He'll be talking about that and everything else along the way in his career. Bilson Kevich tomorrow night. So as music fans, our relationship with Fishbone has outlasted most of our personal relationships. In some cases, it's outlasted some of our familial relationships. From that first EP in 1985 through countless life-affirming get-up-and-move live shows, including some incredible album plays at Riot Fest here in Chicago, Fishbone has been an essential band through the decades, and they're back in Chicago. Labor Day weekend, it's a show at the Bottom Lounge, Saturday, September 3rd. I'm James Van Osdell, and joining me on Car Con Carne is Fishbone's lead singer, sax player, theremin player, Dr. Mad Vibe, Angelo Moore. Hi, Angelo. What's up, man? How you doing, Jay? One of my favorite ways that Fishbone was ever described was from Ice-T. He said it wasn't rock, it wasn't metal, it wasn't hip-hop, it wasn't funk. That's the beauty of Fishbone. Fishbone's just Fishbone. I think that's a high compliment when you can't be described easily. Well, yeah, that's why they got the term alternative. Right. Well, let's talk about that alternative universe, because here in Chicago, Lollapalooza just wrapped up like two weeks ago. And the Lollapalooza. Yeah, the Lollapalooza of 2022 is very different from the Lollapalooza that Fishbone played back in the day, certainly that first tour back in 1991 for people who weren't in that era, the, the, the birth of Lollapalooza, that, that alternative moment. I think there's a certain nostalgic belief that it was utopian, that it was like this, this Camelot era for music. You were right there in the middle of it. What was that era like? It was fun. It was fresh and bright. Uh, it was challenging, man. It, the music scene was pretty alive with uh, electric, eclectic forms of music just coming in and out of the picture, man. That's well, what that, I remember seeing. Lollapalooza. The first Lollapalooza tour was just nuts. I mean, yeah, that lineup I remember, just... I remember the butthole surfers were there. 
and um, and uh, Allison Chains and uh, Dinosaur Jr. and uh, Jane's Addiction, of course. Jane's Addiction, that's right. Jane's Addiction was there. Babes in Toyland was there. Arrested Development was there. Yeah. And you guys kind of came up with Perry Farrell with, with the Psycom guys yeah, back Psycom. in the day. That was his first band. I saw them in the parking lot, in this parking lot, this hot dog stand over there off of Hollywood Boulevard and in Wilcox, I believe. What's interesting to me about the quote alternative nation, it seems like 1991 was a little different. I mean, you had a body count, you had you guys, you had arrested development, but through the years, the so called alt nation seem to struggle with diversity i mean i remember working in alternative radio in the late 90s no women were getting played on the radio and i think the only person of color on the air at that point was lenny kravitz it, it seems like they kind of lost the alternative nation kind of lost the script through the years well man you know i realized later on that uh white privilege had a lot to do with it you know, back then, white privilege wasn't even a, a term that was right. in existence. And, uh, hell, I remember Ebonics wasn't even a term that was in existence back at that time. You know, or, or Spanglish. Right. Or reggaeton. These different terms that weren't in existence back then, they, they become in existence because... I mean, even alternative, man, that's a term to describe all of the different music, different genres of music that Fishbone does, because uh, how are they going to be able to categorize? So you got to have some word to use to categorize mm -hmm. some type of new mixture or, uh, or genre. Like hip-hop. I remember when hip-hop wasn't in existence before the Sugar Hill Gang came into the picture. And I'm sure that, like when I say white privilege, man, I mean, I don't mean it in a malicious way. I say it as a phenomenon because um, from what I remember, a lot of the subject matters of the different bands that were being put into their music, some were controversial, some weren't, you know? And uh, I know a lot of Fishbone's lyrics were really controversial and a lot of it addressed racism and social matters mm -hmm. that I know I'm sure a lot of the record company executives didn't like. Maybe they didn't want to hear, or maybe they couldn't relate to it. Probably uh, a lot of white rec record company execs. You know, man, I remember when Donnie Eider came onto the bus at Lollapalooza and he said to us after we finished playing, a lot of give a monkey a brain. And he came onto the tour bus after we finished playing to thousands of people, like a sea of people. And he was like, Hey, you guys, uh, I like your fucking record, fucking great, great, great performance, but we're going to have to cancel your record because it's not selling. Okay, guys, see you later. And I said, man, if you would just turn around and look out the window, look at all those sea of people out there that, that we just finished playing in front of, man. Doesn't that mean anything to you? Sorry, guys. Good show. And I'm out of here. Yeah. Not in those same exact words, but yeah. that's that's pretty much what it was. So, you know, I thought to myself, 
he just didn't give a shit. He didn't give a shit and he wasn't feeling this and he's president of Sony. Right. So with that, you can almost put one and one together. We're not going to make, we're not going to have as much uh, exposure or any of that or, or any of those props. Unless of course we're playing music that's stereotypically meant for black people, which was probably hip hop or R and B. Fishbone was, if that was at the top of our priority list as far as genre, then it may not have been a problem. But uh, we were doing rock and roll too, and that's, right. that's stepping over the line when it comes to genre mixing and 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 who is supposed to stay in their lane in the society that we're in. I mean, even going back to Party at Ground Zero, you created your own sound. I mean, it sounds to me. It, even to modern listening, this is a song that's, you know, however old it is, I'm not good at math, 1980s. It still sounds to me like a band just making up its own rules. I mean, it's full of left turns. It's all energy. I just, you were creating your own vibe. Yeah, man, because we just saw it as music. Mm -hmm. We weren't thinking about categories or genres or any of that shit. Hell, I didn't know what a genre was at that time. I just thought to myself, I just like this good music. Little did we know that once we got into the record, the music business, you're going to have a lot of people, the powers that be, making a decision for you about your music. Where this type of music doesn't fit into this genre. If you're this color and if you play this type of music, ain't nobody really going to get it as if you were this color over here playing this type of music. So. All of these unseen and unheard, unheard factors are are all in existence behind the scenes. While all of the while all of the, the good times and the record releases and the Lollapaloozas and everything else is going on. The artist doesn't have nothing to do with it, man. You have people of power with all the money, which are like I guess you would call maybe the one percent or, cl or closest to the one percent. Um making decisions and and uh, uh, and life affecting uh, decisions with your music and your career right yeah you, talk, you, you talked think about of, think, of, think about this think about public enemy public enemy just for an example right public enemy they can talk what they talk they can say what they want to say Right, they could say all of the controversial lyrics that they, they, they can. However, you, I really haven't seen any case of any record company or anything holding them back because they're playing hip hop, which is the genre meant for who they are and where they come from. Because they're a hip hop group, they can. They're hip hop. They, group, they're given more they're, latitude. They're, they're black. They are so they're they're staying in their lane no matter how badass they are they're staying in their lane now, if they were playing rock and roll or heavy metal or something like that you really think they would be as easy to digest as controversial as they are well it kind of goes back to that alternative nation thing i i can't understand why public enemy didn't get alternative radio play back in the day i mean there's a band that toured with sisters of mercy at the beginning of the 1990s i think media has kept artists in their lane Regardless, I, I think media is as to blame as the record companies. Oh, yeah, man, because the media, that's like the last step 
you get to before you go into the outside world as, a, as an artist or a musician that's making the music. You got the record companies, you got the management, you got all of that stuff, and then you got the media. And then once the media embraces you, that makes it that makes it possible for everybody to see who you are and what you're doing and what you're saying. Does it feel good in the in modern day to have artists that have achieved a certain level of notoriety, be it Red Hot Chili Peppers, be it Sublime, be it No Doubt, point to you as an influence? Does that feel vindicating? Sure, I like it. I. I'm glad they do. I'm glad, it, I mean, I'm, I'm glad they tell the world that, uh, you know, when they do tell the world, I'm glad they do it and let everybody know we're, we're here. We're here. We were here. You know, the influence that, that we had on them, I think that's great. You mentioned controversial lyrics, which does it surprise you in the present day, given the state of the world, that there aren't more artists saying controversial things? I feel like there's almost like a risk avoidance. I think social media has made people gun shy to speak their oh, mind yeah, in some man, respects. People, people feel that if they say something now because of the, uh, you know, the, the gay issue and the racial issue and all of that and, and politics and everything, you know, and then there's COVID too. So people, and, and then comedy, even comedy, Will Smith. He's one of my favorite actors. He's one of my. He's like one of the baddest motherfuckers around. And then he stepped over the line and lost his cool. And now he has opened up the door for people to feel, people to think that if they don't think something is funny from the comedian, right. they can step o- over the line. They can step over the line of magic, which is the stage, onto the stage with the performer and do them bodily harm because they can't take a joke. Yeah, that's scary shit as a performer. Right. And so I'm a performer. And I think about that shit too. Look what happened to Dimebag Daryl because of some guy who uh, thought, what what was it? Dimebag Daryl was trying to break up the band or some shit. Yeah. So Damage Plan was his band in the early aughts and it was post Pantera and Daryl and Vinny were in this band damage plan. And I, I think it was in Ohio. I could be wrong. Crazed lunatic who was defending the honor of Phil Anselmo or something got on stage and he murdered dime in front of a live audience. I mean, just a real life horror show unfolding, but yeah, cr- life because some guy is caught up in whatever fantasy or, nightmare that he, he's lost he's lost touch on reality that's what happens when people do that you know so there's people like that out there and you gotta have a search gate at the fucking gig and you gotta search everybody then maybe somebody will get anywhere that shit that happened in France you know with the, with the Eagles of Death Metal man so right. one of the guys in my that was road managing Fishbone Sean London was there with the uh Eagles of death metal when that happened. Oh, man. Hold on. Hey, it's the, it's the wife. Hey, man, you want to meet the wife real quick? Hi, how are you? I'm James. That's James. Nice Uh-oh. to meet you. Oh, she's... I think she's gone. Oh, there she is. Wait, 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 wait. Wow, <laughs> look at that. That's kind of crazy. 
That you know what that is, dude. You see that picture? Yeah. That's a picture of Mel Brooks. No, it's is it really? And you know what? That's a part of. That is a part of my art project called Avant Presidents, Avant Icons. I love it. I'm doing a podcast and meet James. James is my wife, Metaphysica, Michelle Harper. Great to meet you. You're a good sport. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. She's pretty badass, dude. She has she makes body oils and hypnosis and reads cards, man. She's really good. I'm going to have to hook you up with her later. Uh, Let me call you back, baby. Okay. Well, go ahead. Goodbye. All right. <laughs> yeah. What? So we talked about some of the, the scary aspects and the, the negative aspects of being a, a performer. Let's talk about the fact that here we are in 2022 and Fishbone's still here. We still have Fishbone. Fishbone's playing Bottom Lounge. How's everybody getting along? We're 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 getting along. <laughs> yeah, we're getting along. You know, um, we're getting along good enough to be able to put together some music. So that Fat Mike can release it on his on his label. Okay, well that's the obvious next question. We will get new Fishbone music. Yeah, that's exciting. It's been a little bit. No shit. <laughs> it's been way more than a little bit, dog. And I I know you got some this stuff to why, say. This is why I have I'm I'm in maybe like what is it like three other projects? I got Doctor Mad Vibe and the Missing Links. I got. Brand new step. Here's one of the CDs right here. I love it. It's like electronic dance music. It's got the disco ball on it. It's funky. It's R&B. There's really no rock on There's not no hard rock, but it's really fucking good. And this, our, this is my second album with these guys, man. Green Diamond Jim. Love it. Chris Jensen. And this is our second album. And we got like several videos on the, on the website, all on YouTube, man. And so... Yeah, hooked up with those guys, the Rondo brothers, and that's on Rope Dope Records. And you keep busy. Uh, yeah, I keep busy. And then I just finished doing this thing called Revive LA, downtown Los Angeles at the Bibiana Marble Cathedral with the Vaudeville Society Circus from San Francisco. And so it lasted from June, early June to July 25th, and it was every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it was appetizer, dinner, and dessert surrounded by the circus. And the whole theme that the circus was following was based on it being a dinner party. And my band, The Missing Links, which is like a seven-piece band, and all of, my, all of my arrangements, man. And so we tailored my arrangements to the choreograph of the circus that was going on, man. It was bad ass that sounds amazing that and sounds I like did, only in california too i did a bunch of videos during the uh uh during the quarantine um i did a show called the mirror of what which is on my patreon channel I got a patreon channel man where I was doing a lot of interviews with different people, like some some yeah. what, you're, what you're doing right now with me. And I would have the green screen going on in the background, and we would show the different videos of the person as I was as I was as I, that I was interviewing. And with the mirror, of what I had like a mirror 
that was behind me with the green screen on it. And so I would play a lot of my videos. I would start off with all the videos that I did and I'd come on every, like every other day or something and I'd do the mirror what, what's up folks, this is the mirror what, what's in the mirror today? <laughs> and you see all the question marks and shit going through there and then I would play my video and then I would talk about it after the video was over. So I did like a whole, I did a whole quarantine's worth of episodes with that. Because you had to keep busy. A creative has to create. You like you can't. And I would show fishbone videos too, right? And so while the other guys in Fishbone were scared to do anything, I was doing something. I was doing something with the missing links or or, and the brand new step. Brand new step is kind of like spread out, man. It's like a couple of guys in San Francisco, Texas, Jersey. Yeah. So it's not that easy for us to get together. But when we would, we would have like tours. We went to Taiwan. We went to Japan. We did a couple of run. We did a run in the East Coast run for two weeks, and then we did like a, a week's run out here, um, on on the West Coast. Yeah, and then with the Missing Links, we would always play around town. And the biggest thing that came up for the Missing Links was the, the, the circus revive L.A. Oh yeah, man. So while Fishbone is, let me see how I can put it. While Fishbone is in the process of being reborn. Okay. While that process is going on, I involve myself in other things, creative things to keep my creativity juices flowing. Oh, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep busy. Yeah. Yeah, You, 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 and I I think I remember this from the documentary all those years ago. I mean, your mind just kind of, it takes you where it's going to take you. you I got a the- new, and I, another thing. I got a new documentary. I'll call it Forevermore Project. Well, what is this? And it's on. And it's on. Let me see. Oh God, man, I don't even know. It's like it's a lot. It's on a lot of uh, social media platforms now. I think Netflix might be one of them. Okay, so we can track that down. What, what's that about? We can track that down. And so did this uh, art director, film director T. Zito from Dixie University in Utah put it together. It's about me. I love it. It's about, it's about me. It's about all my solo stuff that that I'm that I'm doing. Yeah, I love it. So we'll, we'll see the my onstage. website. It's two o'clock. My website, drmadvibe.com. Drmadvibe.com. Now, as far as Fishbone goes, Bottom Lounge Labor Day weekend. You're coming back to Chicago. We will see right. that. We'll see that dynamic on stage. I mean, off stage is one thing, but on stage, when you guys come together, there's that there's that chemistry. There's Hold that. on, I got to show you yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is my new thing. Okay. What? These are collector stickers. With a QR code for people With who can't QR see this. QR code, man, and I give them out everywhere I go. If you, wherever you see me in public, <laughs> so most likely I will have this. Because you have too much stuff going on to just say, oh, go to whatever.com. I can't com. wait, dude. I can't wait on fi- Fishbones. Fishbones going to be okay. We're, we're, we're coming back. We're breathing life back into it. We got some pretty good air uh, air and uh, liquid flow going on lately. It's been finally happening within the past, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, four or five months. Good. 
It's been slow for about five years. Yeah. Five years of a lot of uh, dying and coming back to life. And that would probably I, explain the that would explain the album plays, wouldn't it? That it, would explain the that's what that would explain the lack of an album right now. Right. right? It's easier so, to play the old stuff in its entirety than. Well, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, you know, lately we've been a nostalgia act, you know, and uh, uh, thank God for our representative, Judge Mathiason. He's been keeping along. He's been keeping up our our social media platform so people can be occupied with uh, different fishbone moments and nostalgia that they remember yeah. from the past. So he's been keeping us present with that. And um, we did a performance with Fat Mike at Fat Mike's Place with like one new song and then we did the Alice in Chains stream. Right. We did that. Uh, them Bones, I guess is what, yeah, Them Bones is the name of the song. And we yeah. did another Alice in Chains song that we're going to release a little later on. I don't know when, but we have it. That's cool. I think that's a good fit for you guys. Yeah, and then we had to do some personnel change because that was causing a little uh a little slowing things down you know it's all good so while we've been going through all of that management change we had like some we had some management at the time that was a uh, managerial problems that was a uh, slowed us down for a minute but now we're we're back on track with that so in the meanwhile while all that type of stuff is going on hell man i haven't had anything to drink since 2020 good for you Good for you. How do you feel? Feel great, man. You know, and the and the quarantine helped me do that because unfortunately, when everything got canceled, like all the work and the gigs, uh, it gave me a chance to be away from everybody and everything. And so I got to press the restart button. You threw yourself into your art as opposed to booze. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't need to go anywhere, man, because here in the lab I called a medicine cabinet. I got everything I need. I got my organ here. I've been playing organ. That's what I've been doing with the missing links, man. With the missing links. I've been playing organ, double tier organ. That's awesome. Yes, that's a whole new one I picked up. Oh wait, here's another one. So that's my new T-shirt. That's my other QR code that goes to my website. I love it. Of course, with the hat. With the hat. And then I got... I almost didn't recognize you today without the hat. Uh, so you're holding up a picture of JFK with the QR code. That was unexpected. Now, that is a part of my Avant Presidents. Okay, that makes sense. Because you're an artist. I mean, you're a musical artist. But That's right. And you can see a lot more of these on uh, uh, LegacyEvangelo.com. Legacy of Angelo. Legacyofangelo.com. Let me see if I got. Oh, here's an Obama one. Look at that. Oh, that's cool. That was, called, that was called Yes, We Can. That's cool. Well, he's a Chicagoan. I'm in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about Chicago. I mean, it seems to me like the if anyone. Bear, the Metro. Yeah, I was going to say that this town, I mean, I, I think I've seen you at the Vic. I mean, I, this town gets fishbone. This town gets you. And I, I, I dare say you have a good relationship with Chicago. 
Yep, the Metro and the Cubby Bear is where we would play when we would, when we would come there. You remember the Metro, right? Oh, of course. Did they just had their 40th anniversary? Wow. Which I know we're all we're all getting a little bit older. Uh, right. to, older. To, I always tell people to say older, not old. Exactly. We're we're aging. That's just that's aging just... gracefully. Don't grow up. It's a trap. <laughs> you always yeah. want to keep that free spirited feeling. Don't let them turn your sky into a ceiling. <laughs> when you're talking about the relationship with other members of the band, it seems to me like the thing that holds Fishbone together is just the fact that at the end of the day, you're all music fans. Yeah, we like music. That, that's the glue of Fishbone. We, we like music. We're musicians. And we do like to listen to our music, man. We're inspired by the different music that we hear. And I went to go see Dumpster Funk last night. That's uh, Ivan Neville's band, right? Yeah, Dumpster Funk. It was in Venice. Venice West in, in Venice, out in L.A. And that's one of my favorite bands. That's cool. They're they're a New Orleans band, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love that so stuff. They were, they were really good, man. Those are some of the last guys that's really doing it right, you know. All right. Well, Angelo, Fishbone is at Bottom Lounge. It's on September 3rd. It is a return to Chicago. As we established, we love you here. And uh September 3rd. Let me see. Right. Bottom Lounge. Yes, sir. Because the day before that, we're in Denver at the Mercury Cafe, and then oh wait, are you are you are you traveling by bus? Oh, we're trying to get a bus. Maybe we're flying in, man. I was going to say that that's a brutal drive. <laughs> You're yeah. coming here from Denver, but Denver, and then the Bottom Lounge on the third—that's Chicago. Yeah, and then after that, we're going to be in St. Louis. That makes sense. That's that's a much easier trip. That's four and a half hours. Louis World's Fair at the Heritage Festival. So you're keeping busy you're in every aspect of what you do, Angelo. Um, specific to Fishbone, we can't wait to see you back here in Chicago doing what you do. And the the idea that the fact that you tantalized us with the the idea that there's new Fishbone music on the way, uh, that's that was the the outcome I was hoping for from our conversation. That, that's what I wanted to know. That that Fishbone has new music coming. That's yeah, well, we do. I love it. Will we hear some of that when you play here? No. Too early? Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, you, sir, thank you so much for chatting, and I, I will see you in just a couple of weeks. Okay, I'll see you in a couple of weeks, man. Make sure you come up to me. I absolutely will.